is up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, November 30th, the final day in November already, man. And December's going to fly by, and before we know it, it'll be the fantasy football playoffs. That's just two weeks away, and honestly, we're just a little over a month out from the fantasy football championships. Time flies, baby. Time flies. But of course, it is a busy, busy, busy week on the waiver wire, so we're going to dive into this for you today. I got to tell you, every year, this time of year, it shows us how crucial it is to have those cuffs. There is nothing better. And I'm telling you, literally nothing better in fantasy football, maybe other than winning the darn league. Okay, you don't have to tweet me like, oh, Jeff, do you know that winning the league is better than anything? Yes, I do. But there's nothing better than when something happens. And hey, I hate when injuries happen. I hate the injuries happening to Dalvin Cook, to Christian McCaffrey, et cetera. But there's nothing better than having that guy, the next man up, on your bench when it goes down. There's nothing better than that feeling. And you don't even see it happen, but you know it happens. When somebody goes out there to pick up Alexander Madison tonight and he's sitting on your bench because you picked him up three weeks ago. Or Chuba Hubbard and he's sitting on your bench because you picked him up three weeks ago. There is nothing better than that. Getting out ahead of things. So we'll talk about how we can get out ahead of things. Hey, just because you pick those guys up, by the way, doesn't mean an injury is going to happen. But what we're doing is we are we're using history to our advantage, right? History says running backs get hurt in the NFL. This year may seem like it's bad. It's not. It's not out of the ordinary. This stuff happens every stinking year. So we're going to use history to our advantage. We are not going to to repeat the past. We're going to leverage the past, all right? But let's get into it. Waiver wire rankings. Of course, you can get these waiver wire rankings over at ftnfantasy.com. Use the promo code RATPACK over there. Get yourself a discount. You missed out on the Cyber Monday discount. Unfortunately, that is over. Uh, but take advantage whenever they're... Hey, I'll push for some more promos. But as of right now, Rat Pack's the best I can do you. All right? Uh, Alexander Madison tops my list. Dalvin Cook will miss at least two weeks. Now, Mike Zimmer did come out and kind of try and shift that narrative. Like He basically said that what's being reported isn't true. But I think Mike Zimmer might be the one who is not being truthful here. I would believe he and Rappaport and Adam Schefter. Usually when both are tweeting something, then it's pretty darn true. And Schefter said at least two weeks. I said yesterday, and, and I'm going to stick to this one, I think this is a two to four weeker with the legitimate chance that four weeks happens. So if you have Cook, he's not going to be back for the next two weeks, which are pivotal weeks to get into the playoffs. He's likely not going to be there for at least the first round of the playoffs, maybe the second round. I'm literally spending everything I have on Alexander Madison if he is out there, and the numbers say he is widely available. Now, Chuba Hubbard will be heading into bye week, but I would be willing to also spend everything that I had left on Chuba Hubbard because, of course, Christian McCaffrey lands on injured reserve for the second time this season and the rules state that the second stint is the remainder of the year. So he, whatever happened with the ankle, was serious enough to land him on the shelf here. This is a team that could potentially still make the playoffs. As, cr- as crazy as that might sound, there's an extra wild card spot, right? And teams who, you know, in the past were, were on the outlo- outside looking in, not anymore. But here's the deal. 
Hubbard will be the lead back. However, I'm not convinced there's going to be a true three-down workload for him because since they've gotten Amir Abdullah in the mix, they've used Amir Abdullah. So I don't think that we should just say, oh, it's three downs Hubbard. But at the same time, a guy who is the lead back, you're not finding that very often on waivers, right? So I would spend whatever I had left. But I am prioritizing it Madison first because he is a three-down back in that offense. Uh, those guys are clear, far and away, the top two waiver ads of the week. At uh, number three on my list, I have Deontay Foreman. I'm going 15% on him. Why Foreman? Why not Hilliard? Foreman looked like the better option. Now, Hilliard had the long touchdown, and it was kind of fluky. You know, it's not. I don't expect Hilliard to have long touchdowns every single week. Obviously, that would be a record. But uh, a little bit fluky, and of the two, Foreman certainly fit the early down role much better. And when you look at the usage, I mean, it was fairly split in a game where they got they got uh, you know beat up on, fairly split in terms of snaps. But twenty touches for Foreman, thirteen for Hilliard. I would expect that sort of distribution, and not that type of efficiency out of Hilliard going forward. So Foreman for me is the guy. 15% on him. Taysom Hill. I'm going 10% on Taysom Hill. He very likely will be starting this week. Remember, that is the Thursday game. And he showed when he is starting, he is a quarterback one. Now, it's not going to be super pretty as a passer. Honestly, I don't think it's going to be any worse than Trevor Simeon, to be you know quite blunt here. But he also adds that nice floor with his ability as a runner. He is a red zone monster. He finds the end zone on the ground. And yes, that could hurt a little bit for Alvin Kamara, but I'm not overly concerned there. Let's not find reasons to panic, especially in week 13. You know, let's stay cool, calm, collected right now because we have our eyes on the prize. We're trying to take down these leagues, and and number one thing we can do is avoid panicking. So chill, right? It's always been my message across the entire season. Those guys are are really the top ads of the week, but I am absolutely loaded up at running back this week. I said we can cuff. Well, I will break down a whole bunch of cuffs sort of in priority order for us here, including some other running backs who aren't quite cuffs and would get priority, guys who are playing. So let's do a quick break, and when we come back, it's running back week here on The Rant. All right, so I, I guess Matt Breda is a thing. I, I didn't expect him to be a thing for Buffalo, but Zach Moss was a healthy scratch last week, and you know Devin Singletary is still in the lead. I would prefer Devin Singletary to Matt Breda, but Matt Breda is going to be used apparently, and he's you know he's scoring touchdowns for this team. He's showing that he can be a viable option in that backfield, and gives them much more pop than what they were getting with Zach Moss. So right now, I would go. 7 or 8% on Matt Breda. I do think you could flex him out going forward. I mean, he was the number 17 running back this past week. Now, only 21 snaps, but that's probably good for Matt Breda. You don't want Matt Breda seeing 60 snaps a game. So there you go with him. Dontrell Hilliard, the aforementioned, I'm going 7%. He does have value. I just think people are going to overinflate his value based on the last two weeks. And... Then we're going to fast forward to next week, and Dontrell Hilliard goes out, has whatever, eight carries for 40 yards, catches three balls for 15, 20 yards, and is like RB40, and they're going to say, oh, he stinks, and I'm going to drop. No, let's have a realistic 
ex- expectations for him. He is a flex option, uh, and that's really what he is. Boston Scott, 7%. So Jordan Howard is still banged up. I don't know if he'll come back this week. We have, of course, uh, Miles Sanders dealing with an issue too, an ankle issue. So why not with Scott? You, you know, at this point, we're we're starting to transition into Endgame, and I know people want to talk about Endgame. Endgame for me, a couple key things. The number one thing for Endgame in fantasy football is we are no longer thinking rest of season. Like rest of season for a lot of us, if we don't make the playoffs, like I'm in a home league right now. I'm six and six. I've clawed my way back up to six and six. I'm not clinched. I'm not in the playoffs right now. If I lose this week, then I'm going to be fighting for my life next week. And I'm facing, of course, the top team in the league this week. I'm not guaranteed anything other than this, you know, these next two weeks right now. So rest of season, gone. End game mindset this week. If Boston Scott can contribute for us this week, then we're going to get Boston Scott. We won't know for sure, but you got to take these shots. Marquez Valdez Scantling is is really maybe the top wide receiver ad of the week. He has 19 targets over the last two weeks here. Russell Gage, though, right there with him. Somebody has to catch football for him, and it's ugly. It is really ugly, but somebody has to catch the football. Kendrick Bourne, 5%. The numbers are so lackluster, but they're consistent. They're they're consistently enough, like just enough, that he's fantasy relevant. So 5%. Uh, Jamal Williams, 5%. It does look like you're going to have a one-week rental with him as well. Maybe even go up a little bit more. Like, would you say, you know, if you you ask me who do I want more, Boston Scott or Jamal Williams, probably Jamal or Boston Scott, that is. But Jamal Williams does have value, and it does not look like we'll see uh, Swift this week. So at least a one-week rental plus the, you know, you know decent implied value as a cuff uh, right there. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, <clears throat> 5%. There's no worry about Joe Mixon not playing this week. He's going to play. However, with Samaj P. Ryan, he is a premium cuff, so I'm grabbing him. Daryl Williams, same thing, 5% if he's out there. Jeff Wilson, 5% if he's out there. Ronald Jones, 5% if he's out there. Kenyon Drake, 5% if he's out there. Those are the best of the rest. Like The top cuffs are likely rostered. Like the, 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 the top cuff, of course, is Kareem Hunt. But then beyond that, you got the likes of Madison, Chuba Hubbard. And if they are out there, of course, we're pushing all in. Now, I should also mention this. I've talked about this already, but another key aspect to endgame is making sure that our bench is loaded up with, with upside and we're trimming the fat. I know Jarvis Landry's coming off a decent game last week, but if you're not going to use Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry has no value on your bench. That type of player. Like, ultimately, Kendrick Bourne. I'm saying to add him if you're desperate. But really, do we need him? Maybe not. Maybe not. If I'm only thinking about this week, then you might you might actually need a wide receiver. I don't know. But I want these cuffs. Now, which cuffs do we choose? It's a great question. And I don't have an answer, unfortunately. Is, is Daryl Williams that much better than Jeff Wilson or Kenyon Drake or any of them? No. And here's exactly why. All of these guys, when I go from P. Ryan, Will, Williams, Wilson, Jones, Drake, right? All of those guys are only going to see minimal usage week in and week out. So their value really compared to each other doesn't it not it doesn't pop. All of them have implied implied value. And so the implied value isn't worth anything unless it comes to fruition and unless the player gets hurt ahead of them. And I can't predict that. 
So while you might say, who would you rather, Samaj P. Ryan or Daryl Williams? I literally will say flip a coin because I can't guarantee Joe Mixon gets hurt or Clyde Edwards Alaire. I can't. I can't. And, you know, I may say, okay, well, I do like Samaj P. Ryan as a player more than I like Jeff Wilson as a player. But I'll tell you what, if Elijah Mitchell got hurt tomorrow, I love Jeff Wilson and I don't love Samaj P. Ryan because Joe Mixon's still healthy. See what I'm saying here? So really, we're just taking shots. That's all we're doing, taking shots. And if if it pans out, it pans out, but you, you got to take those shots. You're going to miss every single one of those shots that you don't take. So we're just taking shots on these guys. And again, no major preference. I'm just sh- really throwing out those guys who are the priority cuffs. If, of course, you have one of those starters, if you have Joe Mixon, then yes, P. Ryan. I don't care. P. Ryan, cover your rear end. If you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, then cover your rear end with Daryl Williams. Same thing, Jeff Wilson, if you have Elijah Mitchell, and so on. If you don't, though, it's not a bad idea. I've talked about it ad nauseum a few weeks back. It was probably a little over a month ago. I do always do like a quick waiver wire scan on Thursdays when I'm going to set lineups. Like I'm no, notorious for this. I will not go in and just stare at the league pages over and over and over again because it's not going to change anything. So I go set my lineup on Thursday. I'll do a quick scan of waivers. I did a quick scan, and, and Alexander Madison was out there. And I don't even remember who I dropped at the time, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to scoop him up because he shouldn't have been dropped, and he was dropped. Well, that move, I don't have Dalvin Cook, has panned out, and it's it, that's gangbusters for me in that league, right? So just wise there. Uh, there are more cuffs, though. Amir Abdullah, I, I just mentioned earlier, now – I don't think the usage is going to be that heavy. I do think it's going to be a lot of Chuba Hubbard. And by the way, you're going to get Amir Abdullah for nothing. I have him at 3%, but people are going to forget about him because they're on buy and everybody sorts by projected points when they do their waiver ads. So you get him for nothing. Um, He's going to be used. He also now becomes the cuff in that backfield. Sony Michelle, uh, actually, you know, you have... Uh, Daryl Henderson banged up a little bit here. So Sony Michelle all of a sudden becomes very interesting, right? Uh, He becomes a guy who... Could potentially see a workload here this week. I'd go up to 5% on him. Amir Abdul, you don't have to do that. A couple more coming up in a second here, but I also got to throw out Nick Westbrook-Akina. He's the lead wide receiver, so go 3% on him. Uh, Some lackluster guys who are getting work based on their situations. Tevin Coleman and Rex Burkhead at 3%. Yeesh. Justin Fields, 3% if he was dropped. Uh, A couple more cuffs here. Khalil Herbert, Devontae Booker at 3%. Uh, DJ Dallas at three uh, percent. They're all cuffs in those backfields. So those are that pretty much you know sums up most all of the cuffs. If I missed anybody, the answer to your question of should you pick them up? Yes, sure. Why not? I mean, these guys are the priorities. But if there's somebody else out there, then by all means, and and the, all these guys are rostered, then by all means. Uh, Mac Jones, I really don't think I missed anybody uh, of note. But Mac Jones. Carson Wentz, 3%. couple quarterbacks in there he could possibly use for the stretch run. And then a whole bunch of crap at tight end. Uh, Here's what I'm doing. I'm going 1%. Oh, by the way, 1% on Terod Taylor, too. I don't think you have to spend on him uh, to get him. But a whole bunch of crap at tight end. Jack Doyle, Cole Komet, Foster Moreau, James O'Shaughnessy at 1% each. Jack Doyle, I don't expect a repeat performance. But just in case... If you've been streaming all season, I guess you could do worse. I really don't think there's much there, and I'm not prioritizing him. And if I have the likes of like Kyle Pitts, I'm not making that move. Uh, tight ends have down weeks. It's just part of the process. Same thing with Cole Komet. 
coming off a solid outing last time and, and really had some good chemistry there with Justin Fields. Foster Moreau is a just-in-case. I'm really only picking him up if I have Darren Waller. It's a just-in-case, and, and I don't think Waller plays this week, by the way, so Foster Moreau. And then James O'Shaughnessy in deep, deep, deep leagues. Dan Arnold is uh, he's basically going to miss the rest of the fantasy season here, so O'Shaughnessy should see some work there, uh, and that's that. So endgame strategy, man. We are playing for this week. We're playing for this week. We're not playing for rest of season anymore. Rest of season questions are gone. We are playing to cuff. Catch lightning in a bottle. Every year, if you are out ahead of everybody, like think about it. I just said spend all of your fab. Literally spend every last cent that you have on Alexander Madison or Chuba Hubbard. If you're out ahead of that, you now have fab to spend elsewhere. You can leverage that. So get out ahead of it with these cuffs. End game strategy. There's a couple other things that we'll get to, but they're more playoff-worthy stuff. I mean, granted, like let's say you're in the mix this week. You're playing a team who is also in the mix, has not clinched. And, you, you know, I get it. Every game's a must-win game in fantasy football. You must win this game. Well, you can start putting up blockers, but I, I don't know if I'm there yet. Me, personally, I think that's more of a playoff move in terms of end game because I want to use my bench spots strategically and right now strategically that is cuffs more than anything all right uh if you want the waiver wire rankings you can get that article over at ftnfantasy.com and of course use the promo code rat pack at jeff Radcliffe on twitter that is me I'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow for rankings here for week 13 December coming at us tomorrow baby I'm Jeff Radcliffe and I'm out